0: You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Pastor Darren Bennett of Calvary Chapel, North Miami, has been with us sitting in as guest co-host. But we're kind we're of turning the tables a little bit and we're saying, okay, we want to hear from you, Pastor, because I know you are preaching Constantly from your pulpit, encouraging your people. Well, encourage all of us today. Uh, One of your sermons that caught my attention was, how do we defeat the sin within? If we're honest, this is a struggle. Even as believers, we continue um, at times to fall short. That's what the Word of God said. Even Paul said, what I don't want to do, I find myself doing. So I hope you have found some scriptures, some words that are going (laughs) to encourage us. Thanks for being here once again.
1: Listen, if we're going to be talking about freeing ourselves from the sin within, I better have some scriptures because anything that I say means nothing. (laughs) Uh, Because I am struggling just like the rest of us, right? Yeah. Uh, But that, that... actually came from the sermon series that we were going through this past week and the weeks prior. Freedom uh, was the the, the title of the series, and one of the uh, objectives that God gave me for our context was freedom from ourselves. (laughs) And that's a hard pill to swallow. Like, no, I love myself. Yeah, that's the problem.
0: That's the problem. When
1: we when we look in the mirror and we say, mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? We want to hear me. I am. Mm. Right? And the truth of the matter is uh, Paul, who did say, like, he's the chief of sinners, says, no, when we look in the mirror, hopefully— who is looking back at us is the image that we fall in love with and that's Jesus Christ the the icon we're created in his image right mm-hmm. and so from glory to glory with unveiled faces, we are aspiring to be transformed into his image and that is a process mm-hmm. it's called sanctification right yeah. uh, and so the big upshot right the premise of the message mm-hmm. uh, the freedom from ourselves and fighting the sin within is simply this it's hard to fully live for Christ when you haven't fully died to yourself mm-hmm. Take that in for a minute.
0: (laughs) Take that in for a minute. But even as you were talking earlier, the verse that came to my mind is I must decrease and Mm -hmm. he must increase. But that's easier said than done because I'm always on my mind. So how do I decrease and, um, you know, humble myself, lower myself and and lift him up in my life?
1: Well, I think you come to the place where you reach the end of yourself. And then it marks the beginning of Christ taking over. Mm. Uh, I've I've said this before from the pulpit uh, in a youth conference. I looked them in the eyes and look right at me, uh, and I just out the gate started the message this way. I hope you fail. Ooh,
0: <laughs> that's harsh. <laughs>
1: that, that that's an attention grabbing way <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to to captivate someone's thoughts, right? And, and then I said because the moment you fail. We come to realize that Christ never will, right? Mm-hmm. The moment we reach the end of ourselves, it marks the beginning of a true, authentic relationship with Christ and true dependence on Christ. Uh, our self-reliance, listen to this family, is a death nail to, to a true, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow. I'll say that again. I want you i want you to catch that. Those of you listening right now, turn up the radio if you're in your car. The, the moment you come to the end of yourself, it marks the beginning of a relationship with Christ. But self-reliance is a death nail to true Christianity. Mm. Christianity is not reliance on on self. It's literally surrendering everything, or as we say in North Miami, everything.
0: Everything, everything, everything right? to uh-huh. Jesus
1: Christ, yeah. right? Uh, and that's what Paul's saying. Paul is saying that that I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but it is Christ that lives in me. He says in Galatians 2.20, um, and then he also goes on to say the life in which I live in the flesh, I now live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So like the song that, that was playing prior, mm-hmm. it's the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's where the change is comes. That's where our relationship with Christ is anchored. It's the fact that Jesus Christ gave his life so that we could have life. It's this beautiful exchange. It's saying, I am no longer deeply in love with myself, but I'm in love with the Christ who loves myself. Mm.
0: And it's also saying, okay, what that means day to day is... You've you know you've got a family you've got a job maybe there's some difficulties there, is it looking up to heaven and saying Lord help me in this uh, help me be the wife I'm called to be help me be to th- be the employee help me to be the mother help me to be who you've called me to be
1: yeah it's literally asking God help me to die to myself daily mm. right and then take on the example of Christ which is seen in Philippians two verses three to four let nothing be done through selfish ambition or seat but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each look out not only for themselves but also for the interests of others so in other words it's not saying completely eliminate the thought of doing for yourself like you've got to take care of yourself you've got to comb your hair you've got to get ready in the morning it's not it's not saying advocate all of that it's saying it's me and others not just me alone mm. right it's right. not and, and so sadly we we are born with this innate desire to just fall deeply in love with me mm-hmm. because the DNA of sin, it, it comes from selfishness, right? A mm-hmm. uh, Satan was the, uh, the the beautiful architect of that. We see mm. in uh where is it at? It's it's Isaiah, where he fell. Uh he said, I will ascend on high. I will be like the, the most high. And and again, uh I will have a phone. It's called iPhone. I'm sorry, no shaded iPhones. Uh but but the reality is our phones mm. even perpetuate this culture of self because selfie. we are selfie, right? We're staring in our phones most of the day. Mm. Uh and because we're so captivated by the image that's on the camera phone, mm. we're no longer captivated by the image of Christ and those that we're called to love.
0: Okay. here This is where I'm glad you're preaching to us, but you're in studio, you're across from me, so I can push back. Can I push back push a little back. bit? Can I ask? Because it says to love others as you love yourself. Right. So help me understand that balance because you're, so what you're saying, you're not saying you don't love yourself. No, love yourself. You okay. Should love yourself. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but how do we play that in perspective to what you're saying?
1: Okay. So take care of yourself. You've got your responsibilities. Take care of your family. But Paul is saying that same love that you have for yourself, you should love others. Mm. Um, Now, that's a difficult thing, too, because we're called to love our enemies. (laughs) We're called to love those that hate us. (laughs) Uh, And Christ gives the example of that. Uh, And that's, again, where the struggle is. That's why the title of the sermon was Fighting the Sin Within. Mm. Uh, And so we're all going to struggle. I I often say from the pulpit, um, we don't. We don't rest in our sin, we wrestle with our sin. Hmm. The moment you rest in your sin, you become completely complacent, you become complicit, you become comfortable in just being selfish and being about you yourself and I or me myself and I. Right. Rather our, our wrestle, our struggle is, Lord, help me to love me because I am I am valuable, right? If you are created in the image of God, you have infinite value. Hmm. Yet with that same value, help me to then in turn value others and love others.
0: And love others. We're talking with Pastor Darren Bennett, Calvary Chapel, North Miami. How do we defeat the sin within? Well, one of the things you said, this, the whole premise that for this message was we can't fully live for Christ if we don't fully die to ourself. But well, you said we can defeat sin by grace. But grace is <laughs> yeah. kind of out of my hands, right? So so yeah. how am I defeating with something that I don't have control over? That That's so a gift good. to me.
1: That's so good. So, yes, yeah, sin is fueled by greed, right? That was point one. And so we covered that issue. Greed is a proponent of selfishness, but sin is fought by grace. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it is not our fight. The beauty of the gospel is Jesus Christ, who came, walked the earth blamelessly, perfectly, because we would be imperfect and are imperfect. He was the propitiation. In other words, he stood between the wrath of God, the judgment of God. He took our place. He died for our sins that we might live for the Savior. That means grace is Is what saved us. We are saved by grace, not of works. You can't merit it. You can't work for it. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. And so that is the answer grace. And so our response to grace is repentance, which means we simply turn from selfishness and turn toward Christ, who is open his arms with grace.
0: Mm. So it's a turning away from the sin by saying, God, I agree with you about this issue. Yeah. I confess it. So I'm not hiding it. But I'm That's saying right. this is this is an issue. I see this as an issue. I'm falling short in this area. And I agree with you about it. Uh, would you please forgive me for it?
1: That's right. Mm. That's
0: and then right. how then do we walk in victory after that?
1: just simply know that christ is walking alongside you he's walking behind you he's walking in front of you he's all around you Mm. and so the victory is not always in the here and the now because these moments are hard i often tell people when you become a christian when you confess your sins and you come into a full working relationship with jesus christ and you begin this process of sanctification it's probably going to get worse before it gets better because i said earlier the moment you get serious about Jesus, the moment Satan gets serious about you, mm-hmm. now you have an opposition. The victory is ultimately in that we will see Jesus Christ in glory. We will experience him in a glorified state. So we go from sanctification to glorification, all of our hurts, hangups and habits and mess ups. All that will change. So we live life now in light of the hope, which is heaven. But while we're here now, we have a little bit of heaven in us, and that is Jesus Christ dwelling inside of us. The Holy Spirit indwells us Mm. and becomes that fuel that helps us fight from day to day.
0: Yeah, the Holy Spirit taps us on the shoulder, right? Yes. When we know we're, oh, I, I just did something wrong there. But it's not- That's called con- conviction. Conviction, right, but not condemnation. The there's, enemy wants to no condemn us. No, he no. wants to condemn us, but the Holy Spirit wants to convict us. Right. And we we have a response to that conviction, and that is repentance. And, and he's doing the work in us. So he's doing the sanctifying work. He's the one who is changing us. So we don't have to be discouraged, is what you said, in this fight.
1: No, there's no need for discouragement. Discouragement. As a matter of fact, you ought to be encouraged because there's nothing that you could do. There's nothing that you did do. Christ did it for you. Mm-hmm. It's simply receiving that gift. And that's the thing. Oftentimes, you're thinking to yourself, is this too good to be true? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, right. This, the reality is the gospel is good and it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's that's what changes everything is the fact that there's nothing that you can do. Christ did it for you. And so now him living inside you, I just want to keep reiterating that. He is living inside of you. If you, I hope that you're actually in your car right now, and perhaps you're not even a believer, and you're hearing this gospel flooded message come across your your airwaves, and you would actually open your mouth and confess him as Savior, and and really re- receive the forgiveness that is offered to you in Christ, and then move forward as a new creation. The old things have passed away. All things become new. You don't have to be the old you anymore. Perhaps you you are just so distraught and upset at the way life has uh, turned out for you. Well, this is that moment. This is that time right now. I don't I don't know why God has taken me this direction, mm-hmm. but but I feel like this is an altar yeah. call moment. Yeah. And so if you're listening right now, we want to just pray for you. Can I just pray right now? Just, Please. Father, we just come before you right now and just pray for the individual that might be listening uh, that may not know you as Savior. And I pray that they would now make you personal Savior. The Bible says that if they just simply— believe with all their heart, they confess with their mouth that you are Lord, uh, that you will lead and guide their life. And Mm -hmm. so even for the the believer that's been discouraged because they maybe have had too much of a deep love for themselves and not others, God help them, Lord, stir up a passion inside of them, Mm -hmm. stir up affections inside of them for you and for others that they might not try to do it in their own strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit that works in us. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. You can always pray and you can always <laughs> share the gospel on Moody Radio. This I know. This you know because there, you, we don't know who's— we have, First of all, we got to preach the gospel to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Even if we've received Christ, we've got to remind ourselves of that. But for those who have yet to make that step— you led them in a prayer, but th- really that that step is just is just to believe, is just yeah. to confess, is yeah. just to say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. It's really we like to complicate it, but yeah. what we're saying is just open yourself up to who God is, who Jesus is, and who He wants to be in your life today. So easy. Mm. Well, we want to encourage you to do that now. If you're saying, Yeah, but I need a, I need more. I need to understand. I need to talk to someone. We've got a place on our website. Just come to MoodyRadio.org/slash south florida there's a tab in the right hand corner that says how to know christ there's a, a video there there's next steps but it really is as simple as putting your faith in christ repenting of your sins and accepting him as your lord and savior and then he promises to give us life and life more abundantly an eternal life that be, can begin today But Pastor Darren Bennett is joining us in studio, co hosting. And I'm just throwing some questions at you because you are in the midst of a a life transition, a ministry transition, and. I think many of us have different seasons in our lives where we may feel, God, are you calling me to something different? Are you calling me to something new? But we just don't know. How do we decipher between this is me and my desire or this is the Lord? <laughs> we that's, have those, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And that's a struggle I think for a lot of us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my my entire life really has been transitions and stepping out on faith. Mm. Uh literally left a ten year career as a deputy uh, at BSO to step into full time ministry. Took a forty to pay cut, step out of faith, right? Transition from there uh, into ministry and then ministry into planting a campus of Calvary Fort Lauderdale and now this step of faith uh, to become an independent church. Uh, You have to make sure you're in God's will, right? Right. And so there's a few variables that I just want to share very quickly. Uh, For those of you that are in transition, you're praying about stepping out of faith to do something new, something different, something audacious. Uh, The first thing you want to make sure is you have confirmation from god's word right Mm -hmm. that is god's love letter to us that is god's uh manuscript to tell us how he feels about us and what he wants us to do so you want to anchor it in god's word because when you get tossed to and fro and you will when you get these little (laughs) satanic sucker punches that will come and you get discouraged and distraught and dilapidated uh all those d words Mm -hmm. and 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 you feel like you want to give up you want to be anchored on god's word and god doesn't break his promises he's not a man that he should lie that's so true
0: because that discouragement is going to come no matter what but. Yep. And mm-hmm.
1: so God's word, then you want to have prayerful peace, right? You want to make sure that you have prayed about it, that you have peace regarding that very thing that God is calling you to do. If you're married, you want to make sure that your spouse has that same peace that you have, mm-hmm. right? Don't drag your spouse along the journey. No, That that spouse ought to be walking alongside the journey with you, having that same sense of peace. You want to have prophetic confirmation. Mm -hmm. We still believe that the word of God and prophecy still goes forth today. And we've had prophecy upon prophecy confirm Mm -hmm. that move. And then lastly, after you've gotten confirmation from the word, you've prayed about it, you've got peace, you've got prophetic confirmation. The simplest one, it's an open door. Has God opened the door himself, or are you striving and trying to kick the door open, kick the door down? Or is it a simple open window, open door? Because if it's an open door, God is going to bless it. And so mm-hmm. those are the four variables that me and my wife have used over the course of our life and the trajectory that God has had us on in several transitions. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally rendered great dividends for us. And so hopefully that's yeah. helpful for you.
0: Oh, it's so helpful. And I think like when you say you anchored in God's word, you you seek him for his peace. And, and even that the fact that you have that, that open door... You, What's great about that is that even when going back to discouragement, even when things get hard, that doesn't mean that because God's opened a door for you, it's going to be smooth sailing. I don't think anything in life really is. So we don't have to say, well, God, where are you? I thought you called me to this. That is to be expected. Satan's
1: job is to discourage God's Mm. calling on your life. And I said to the church this past weekend, the more serious you get about Jesus, the more serious Satan gets about you right and so when you step into God's calling and you're showing God that you're trusting him with everything that you have and everything that he has for you satan does not like that and so his job is to try to derail that he is his his, his entire job description is to steal kill and destroy uh, and so he will destroy God's calling on your life if you let him